I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hi, this is Nick Santa Maria, and you're listening to TV Confidential. You brought two ukuleles. Yes, I did. I'm on have for her Please. Yes, but uh, what? Why with my gal's Oh, oh okay. I know. If you want to go out for a smoke, now's the time. <laughs> Alice. Oh, oh, what yes. Well, if you remember this song, but back in the uh, back in the '60s, Biff and Schuster did that uh, record for kids, and it was the shortest track on the record. I sang the lead, and Biffle just played the little uh, fake trumpet solo. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm, yeah, I think this is. I, I don't know if this is the key or not, but how do you do, little Alice? How do you do today? And Robert, with a reminder that the next edition will premiere next week on the station. And then we'll all Our go guests out will include actress Colleen Foy, plus we will welcome Spike Jones biographer Jordan Young, and we'll play part two of our conversation with David Koenig, author of Shooting Columbo. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us. As we continue our tribute to Will Ryan, Will Ryan, the accomplished actor, singer, musician, songwriter, voice artist, and renaissance man who passed away this past Friday, November 19th at the age of 72. Early in the program, we talked about Will's music career, especially his many contributions to Walt Disney Records. We'll devote this segment to his many accomplishments as a voice artist. You know, like I mentioned, Teddy Ruxpin and many, many other characters that uh, for every major studio, Will worked for everyone because he was just beloved by everyone. He worked for every major studio, Hanna-Barbera, Ruby Spears, Geek, all of the studios of that era. He continued to work right up to the moment. Most recently, he was on a podcast with Katie Lee, who played Connie on Adventures and Odyssey, uh, called Tell You Later, which uh, Katie is still doing, Katie Lee. And uh, that was a funny, just back and forth. They have such a chemistry together. Again, just like he had with Dave Madden. Uh, it's called Tell You Later. And he was doing that. He was doing Bethlehem Schuster comedies with Nick Santa Maria. So he was always active. They were. He was working on the comic books of Bethlehem Schuster. He was always involved with something because he knew everyone in town and everybody just adored him. Um, and it was just a joy to know him. It's 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 a huge huge blow to everyone because it's it's like why somebody who just brought so much joy, but you know maybe it, there was just some reason I don't know. But the world is richer for having known him, and we're all the richer. Those who didn't know him are just will benefit by enjoying his work. You know, you may not know the name, but you've heard him before. You've seen the things that he's done. And if you recognize his voice, you'll recognize the other voices that he's done because he's very discernible in the work that he's done. And the warmth of what he's done comes through, even when he's not necessarily playing a nice guy, which was very rare. You could tell it was him. He's the seahorse in Little Mermaid. And even then you can tell it's Will. And the other thing he did in Little Mermaid that people don't all realize is when they were doing the read-throughs, they hadn't cast everyone. So he was doing most of the voices. 
when, with Jody Benson before they had cast everybody. So he was very involved in that. So he was a go-to guy uh, behind the scenes in the business and just very, very beloved. He was I, he was a go-to uh, guy, very, very beloved, multi-talented, very, very modest. Um, I remember yeah. a few times when he was here, uh, we asked him to talk about himself, and he would almost immediately deflect. So that's why we're having Greg talk about Will. Um, yeah. And and even he wrote he wrote a couple of books, one of which is sort of a semi um, semi memoir. But even that, he doesn't really talk about himself. He kind of turns this into a spoof of his career. So very very talented guy, but very very self effacing. Yeah, you, I, I noticed that too because during the interview, um, I kept trying to, and then you did. The, I think I brought up Mermaid, and, and then you did this and did this. And he wasn't, I guess it's just, um, it's just, I guess the way you're raised, you just don't, you just don't brag and didn't, you had to get, um, Corey Burton is like that. Corey Burton, um, both of them worked with Dawes Butler, who was also like that. Yeah. A great voice actor. Um, if you ever met Corey Burton, he's the quietest, most modest, self-effacing guy. And he had Corey Burton's voices everywhere. You know, he, he's he's like the Paul Freeze of today, um, but is so modest about it. And you know, it just doesn't go on and on. Um, I don't know Frank Welker, but I would assume he's that way, too, because he doesn't do interviews. I just don't think he wants to just talk about himself. There are some people who don't like talking about themselves. And, you know, what am I going to say? So Will likes to talk about other people. He loves. I would go. I would meet him for lunch and we would talk through dinner and then order dinner (laughs) because there was so much to talk about. He knew a little bit about everything and he knew all these different people and had so many stories about the various people that he knew, but he would talk about them and the things that they did or the films or the shows. And one thing would lead to another. Um, But like I said, it was never a, you know, who I know kind of thing. There's plenty of that kind of conversation around and you, but he didn't do that. He talked about them with such admiration and about the works that they did. And so it was hard to, the only thing, the only kind of people he didn't like, and there weren't many, were people he felt were unjust. He, he was very, he was very active. Um, he was politically active. He was, he was um, a union guy. He was very um, outspoken if somebody wasn't being treated fairly. So those are the only kind of people he wasn't crazy over. He, he was a people person. And he cared about people. He really was one in a million. It's not a world of people who play nice, sadly. And he, he was just nice. Um, and he did good things. And that stuff's all out there for us to enjoy. Now, he also was Will Ryan and the Cactus County Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Saguaro Sisters. They perform on some of the the Biffle and Shoot albums. He wrote, I would say, about six albums, including a Christmas album. Yes, and I believe you and I saw them, uh, saw Will Ryan and the Cactus Cowboys once in Altadena. There was a, yes. there's, there's a little place that uh, Will performed at, uh, I think it was called the Coffee House in Altadena. As Will would say, Altadena means that's that's above Dina. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, and, 
and and of course, um, the last couple of years, he and Nick Santa Maria perform a few times live at the coffee house as Biffle and Schuster. If you're on Facebook, Nick Santa Maria wrote a wonderful tribute to Will about a day or so after he passed, and. Um, in this day and age, you have to say this, it's about a 10 minute read, but it's worth it because mm-hmm. it touches on many of the things that Greg has been discussing, but it, it also gives you a glimpse into Nick and Will's relationship off camera. Um, yeah. because in many ways, Nick and Will are two or were cut from the same cloth in that they also have a lot of interests about the industry. And that's one of the reasons why the two of them clicked as friends and were friends as long as they were long before they started doing Biffle and Schuster. Yes, and uh, oh, and Sarah Ballantyne, we should also mention, she was yes. in the shows. Uh, and, and Will and Nick would make a point of introducing the musicians and telling us their histories because they were fascinating. Uh, Nick yeah, has... They're, 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 he was either their bass player or maybe he played a horn, but he was the son of Zazu Pitts. Right. Yeah. Right. And he would say it's it's he would explain the history of Zazu. It's a combination of two names, uh, Susan and um, I forgot what the Za was, but it's Zazu. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing he would tell you. He would explain what a word origin was or yeah. what somebody's was. You know, that was what that's what he would do. Nick has a wonderful. Um, a wonderful first of all nick's a wonderful guy too and he's immensely talented um and he we mentioned this before he was the the first actor to play the genie that wasn't animated you know after robin williams um and dan castellaneta um he was the first non-animated genie um he was at disney california adventure and it was a tough show to get into i remember um, you had to wait in a very long line. If you were lucky, you got in. And he was a a blast as a genie, as the genie. And he also he also gave lines to other cast members. Um, I remember I, he must have given this line to the actor playing Jafar because he there was something about who is this Prince Abu Baba Wawa, and it just sounds like a Nick line. And I burst out laughing because I just thought it was funny. Nick has a wonderful page on Facebook and sometimes he speaks from the heart and sometimes he speaks from the funny bone yeah. and um, he, he, it's filled with jokes. And Nick is a, lo- a lover of what I call the highest form of humor. Thank you very much. The pun. Yeah. And, you know, I think a pun done, done well is a hysterically funny joke. And I think perhaps even Shakespeare did puns and uh you know i think that you know anybody who says i don't like puns um you know you you try to find find a place where they're not used um you know i mean they're used clumsily and poorly but nick is a uh, a master of the pun and, and, and one of the uh, reasons why he and will ryan clicked so well together is that their their minds were both were always going like about 90 miles an hour they're just yes. rapid fast and boom 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 and you can see that you can certainly see that in the misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, because even though the basic premise of all those shorts are scripted, uh, Mike Schlesinger gave Will and Nick a lot of room to improvise. Yeah, Mike learned early um, that you let them go and let the camera can don't necessarily call cut, let them go because they'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
uh, also like Robin Williams, especially with Nick, keep your camera on him because he's going to move around. And uh, the DVD of Biffle and Schuster is very inexpensive and highly recommended. You can you can get the Adventures of Biffle and Schuster on a lot of streaming services, and that is a combination of several of their shorts put together with with uh, bridging sequences. But it's best to get the DVD because it's loaded with with extras. You know, like uh, inter- phony interviews they did where the film looks like it was made in '62 yeah. or. You know, um, on local television, and and then there is just so much of the outtakes that they shot were you know like, and it's a frame up. They just have one line after another that, and he picked the you know the one that's in the film, but then there's like thirty more or more that they came up with, and they're just as funny. I don't know how he picked the one he picked because they're all funny. Yeah. So um, really, if you want to laugh in this era of and the film, this is what makes me crazy. As I said to I said to Mike, why, you know, where's you know where's those little those little Julius Caesar things on the box that says winner of the you know the the Frankie Doodle Award and winner of this? He says for some reason the festivals want to give awards to very depressing films because they're quote important, <laughs> you know, and comedies are not you know considered you know if they're not so he said they're not considered important enough and they've run these things at festivals and yet when people come out of a lot of the screenings they think these were real films made in the 30s and 40s because they're so spot on i mean they're so well done Uh, and and so these films should be seen by more people and they're they're uh, from our friends at kino lorber and so kino lorber is a is a company that releases films of the of some some um, import you know some very high art type films so uh they're they're no slouch it's it's pretty impressive yes K- kino lorber or as will would say above lorber <laughs> you know i gotta also mention that was if you guys go back into the archives and hear uh, those listening here uh, uh you would be listening because you're hearing us those who aren't listening wouldn't hear us all those absent, please raise your right hand. I love that line. Um, if if you go back <laughs> to the archives and you haven't heard the the shows we did, um, you will hear Ed laughing so much, and it was his birthday. And and you know, Ed said this was like the best birthday present. It was having, and and they uh, they had no idea that it was my birthday. It was just it was the way the calendar came up. That was the day that everyone was available, and. Um, we recorded like something like three or four shows that day that we aired in the course of the year, but it was like it was I I I I laughed nonstop for we recorded for about three hours and I laughed nonstop. It was I still remember that it's one of the best memories of doing this show. Me too, me too. And and now you know now it's a memory that we have to really cherish, um, you know and and. Uh, and Nick really does too. He said very nice things too that he he does, and then not, it's it's preserved and we have it. And, and thank goodness because you know it's the Biffle and Schuster radio show that you couldn't see them do live because they did do a radio show live yes. in, in the. Um, and it's and so you've got that and you've got the uh, the films to enjoy. Very very highly recommend. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month, cartoonresearch.com, gregairbar.com. Greg, we will see you again soon. Thanks, Ed.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Gary Shearer, and you are listening to TV Confidential, a radio show about television. Ed Robertson was enough time to tell you that you can celebrate the diamond anniversary of game shows this holiday season, not to mention the 55th anniversary of the premiere of Hollywood Squares with five star-studded performances of Hollywood Museum Squares, now available for streaming on demand through StellarTickets.com, featuring nearly 50 stars from the world of television, including former Hollywood Squares hosts Peter Marshall, John Davidson, and Tom Bergeron as well as former Squares panelists Rich Little and Gilbert Gottfried, and one-time Hollywood Squares writer and regular panelist Bruce Valanche, Hollywood Museum Squares is a great viewing suggestion for families, friends, and game show fans as they gather together for the holidays. Individual episodes of Hollywood Museum Squares are available for $10 through StellarTickets.com, or you can purchase all five episodes as a bundle at a special holiday season price of just $30. Proceeds from sales of Hollywood Museum Squares support the efforts of our friends at the Hollywood Museum. Go to StellarTickets.com for more information. The special $30 bundle for all five episodes of Hollywood Museum Squares is valid through Christmas Day, December 25th, 2021. Also a reminder that Born, Giving Birth to a New You by Dee Wallace and Bupalopaloo and the I Love Me's, the most powerful little bear on the planet, also by Dee Wallace, is available through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold online, as well as IamDWallace.com. Follow Dee Wallace on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook.com forward slash Dee Wallace official. FB. Also a reminder that Shooting Columbo, Shooting Columbo, The Lives and Deaths of TV's Rumpel Detective by David Koenig is available through BonaventurePress.com as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, where the books are sold online. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, Baffer, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Erebar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at 
TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.